Good evening and welcome to the Rust Belt Punishment Show right here on White Pride Radio. I am your host, Paul Brown, and I am broadcasting from the Fiery Cross on a hillside somewhere in the Rust Belt region of America. Here on the Rust Belt Punishment Show, I begin with a pro-white commentary piece and follow up with some mainstream media news articles and give you my honest opinion on each one. Let's begin the show with this evening's commentary piece. We have to chase a million honey and no remorse and no more Good evening and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show right here on White Pride Radio. I am your host. Paul Brown, and today is Thursday, February 16th, 2023, and it is 7 p.m. here in the Rust Belt. This evening's commentary is titled, So Many People Recently, Quote, Died Suddenly, Unquote. What's Going On? A new and increasingly popular Twitter hashtag is hashtag died suddenly in response to a surge of sudden, unexplained deaths among mostly young and healthy individuals, including athletes, occurring over the past two years. Here are but a few recent news stories. In Australia, fit and healthy 21-year-old son dies suddenly in his sleep. From the University of Arizona, a recent member of Arizona's men's swim team has unexpectedly passed away. In Detroit, a high school basketball player suffered a cardiac arrest during a basketball game. While they restarted his heart, he hasn't woken up. Or this athlete in his early 20s, a former Florida Gators offensive lineman died suddenly on Thursday night, according to multimedia Reports from the U.S. Army, a soldier stationed at Fort Stewart died Tuesday while traveling to California for a training exercise. Is this some type of black magic? Not likely. America's Got Talent magician suddenly dies at 52. <coughs> Let's not forget Buffalo Bills players, player DeMar Hamlin going into cardiac arrest after an unremarkable tackle during a January NFL game. These are anecdotes, and while compelling, are not the same as collected data. Several brave researchers recorded these sudden and unexplained deaths as they are described in the media. Here is one report. An investigation of official statistics has found that the member, number of athletes who have died since the beginning of 2021 has risen exponentially compared to the year, yearly number of deaths of athletes officially recorded between 1966 and 2004. This trend was quite worrisome. So much so that the monthly average number of deaths between January 2021 and April 2022 is 1,700% higher than the monthly average between 1966 and 2004. Where are the three-letter health agencies? Why haven't the FDA, NIH, or CDC offered their own data to refute this alleged increase in sudden death. If this is all misinformation, as big tech and the corporate media describes it, the health agencies should easily be able to disprove it, rather than calling on social media giants to censor or ban anything contrary to their safe and effective mantra. Big medicine and the media attempt to play this off as normal, but average Americans are noticing 
and are understandably concerned. Since when is it normal for high school and college athletes to have heart attacks and blood clots, often fatal? Why are these daily news stories now compared to years ago when one might hear of only a few cases per year, typically attributed to previously undiagnosed congenital heart defect? Why are these deaths frequently unexplained, leaving doctors mystified? America has the best medical care in the world, and few medical maladies remain unexplained in 2023, other than the recent surge in sudden deaths among the healthy and young. Are people noticing? Rasmussen Reports asked Americans what they think about all of this. In a national telephone and online survey of 1,000 adult Americans published a month ago, four questions were asked. Number one, have you received a COVID-19 vaccination? Number two, how likely is it that side effects of COVID vaccines have caused a significant number of explained deaths? Number three, do you personally know anyone whose death you think may have been caused by side effects of COVID-19 vaccines. And the fourth question, which is closer to your belief that there are legitimate reasons to be concerned about the safety of COVID-19 vaccines, or that people who worry about vaccine safety are spreading conspiracy theories? How did they answer? 71% of those surveyed were vaccinated comparable to the national average. Virtually half of respondents don't believe the disinformation mantra propagated by fact-checkers, mainstream media, and the government. 49% of American adults believe it is likely that the side effects of COVID-19 vaccines have caused a significant number of unexplained deaths, including 28% who think it's very likely. Furthermore, 28 of adults say they personally know someone whose death they think may have been caused by side effects of COVID-19 vaccines. And 48% of Americans believe there are legitimate reasons to be concerned about the safety of COVID-19 vaccines. The 2022 film, Died Suddenly, reinforces the above concerns despite critics describing the movie as baseless, propaganda, or pseudoscience. Maybe it is, maybe not. If this is all nonsense, it should be very easy to disprove as it would be to dispel the notion that the sun orbits the earth, rather than vice versa. Why doesn't the CDC do a simple analysis, as Steve Kirsch has suggested, linking death and vaccination records. Kirch has even offered a 10 times return on a bet anyone wants to make with him disproving his analysis or conclusions. Any takers? Since COVID-19 began three years ago, trust in medical authorities has declined. According to Pew Research, 29% of U.S. adults say they have a great deal of confidence in medical scientists to act in the best interest of the public, down from 40% who said this in November 2020. Much of what we have been told over the past few years has turned out to be false. A recent Cleveland Clinic study found that more vaccine doses lead to a greater likelihood of getting COVID-19 or a Cochrane analysis concluding that masks in the community made little to no difference in COVID-19 infections or deaths. Weren't we told otherwise by the authoritative doctors in white coats? Challenges to the approvals party line were met with threats to one's medical license, job, or reputation. Someday, there will be another public health emergency, and it would behoove health authorities to set the record straight, either proving their assertions or admitting they were wrong 
and thoughtfully analyzing why. Otherwise, they will have little future credibility, much like the boy who cried wolf. Emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of class four and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Subscribe to the Knights Party newspaper, The Crusader, the premier voice of white resistance in America. Published quarterly by the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan, the oldest and largest Ku Klux Klan in America. Actually, the oldest and largest white nationalist organization in America. Find out what's really happening today in our great country. A year subscription, mailed within the United States, is only $20. International delivery available as well. Call for rates and to start your subscription today. 
you hear me say on the show a lot, and this is just my belief, uh, that I believe certain races aren't even human. Uh, they are animal. And right here is a characteristic uh, that I would call uh, an animal characteristic. Just as a cat or a dog, after they take a dump, they turn around and they smell it. Here you have a grown uh, black person doing the same thing that a dog would do. Uh, I don't know if, uh, if she thought this would, uh, you know, a lot of times uh, uh, these people will do political stunts, just like uh, the year that uh, 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 Jackson, what was her name? Uh, anyhow, the one Jackson girl, the black girl, and uh, during the halftime show, what happens? Her boob falls out. Now, come on. This stuff just doesn't happen. This doesn't just happen, and neither did this. Uh, I don't know if she thought uh, it, it like made her cool, or maybe this was just some kind of black sign language uh, that meant something. Uh, I don't know. And also, uh, the unfortunate part about this is this beast is pregnant. Uh, she will be bringing another uh, criminal uh, into the world. Uh, so that's a shame. That, that's a, a real shame. But I'm not even getting any further into that uh, article because it, it's disgusting. The whole uh, halftime Super Bowl was disgusting. Uh, now, I did see, because I didn't watch it, I could care less about a bunch of overpaid uh, thugs getting paid millions to play a football game, and then they still have their animalistic behaviors. They still go out and rob, rape, steal. Uh, you know, the idea of making black people equal to incomes, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter because it doesn't matter how much some of them make. They still have that animalistic behavior. Um, like I, I said, just how the saying goes, you can take the black person out of the jungle, but you'll never take the jungle out of the black person. Uh, that's not racist to say. Look around. Look around. Uh, it is the truth. Uh, but uh, what I was getting at, I guess there was one white person that I know of that sang at uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, Chris Stapleton is a white country and Western star. But here's the deal with Chris Stapleton. He is all for uh, the homosexual agenda. So he doesn't count either. He is a uh, traitor to our race to say the very least. Oh, let's see. Oh, here we go. Uh, this article comes from the Gateway Pundit, and the headline to this one is, Rhode Island bill would make it possible for e illegal immigrants to vote. Yeah, that's right, illegal immigrants voting. Now, doesn't that kind of uh, cheapen idea of being a naturalized American citizen. Your uh, citizenship in today's times means absolutely nothing. Uh, these third world degenerate scumbags invading our country, they have more rights than we do as uh, white Christian citizens. Uh, but like I said, you know my famous words, white replacement is a nice word for white genocide. Uh, and this isn't the only place I saw, uh, I think it's Connecticut. Uh, I'm not sure of that, but I think it's Connecticut where they're also trying to make it possible uh, for these illegals to vote. How, can, how could you hold a vote in this country if you're not a citizen? Uh, doesn't that kind of just make the whole idea of saying illegal immigrant? It, may, it means nothing, and I've said this before. Illegal means absolutely nothing if it is in front of the word immigrant, uh, because it seems that nothing is illegal. And, and here, uh, just uh, stroll across the border and start voting in our country. Imagine, imagine if a, uh, white people went to a uh, non-white country, just walked across the border and expected to be able to vote in a non-white country. How do you think that would go? Uh, Unbelievable. 
The article here, a new bill making its way through the system in Rhode Island, would make it possible for non-citizens to vote in municipal elections. Another New England state, Vermont, is currently trying to do the same thing. Uh, maybe that's where I was thinking, Vermont, but I, I believe it was Connecticut. And municipal elections, this is just talking about, uh, uh, you know, like in your municipality. But that is, shouldn't be either. They, they are still illegal citizens. Do you want your uh, uh, city or, uh, uh, well, little uh, towns and things like that? Do you want non-whites having the privilege to vote? Uh, this is unbelievable. People, you need, when you see these things, you need to contact by email these places that are attempting to do this and tell them that that is unconstitutional. These people are not citizens. Uh, it's unconstitutional for these people to vote. This is the uh, Democrats, you know, buying their votes. Uh, the more of these uh, scumbags that are left to come across the border, and they'll even sell you. I, I get an article not too long ago <coughs> where they were asking the, uh, these illegals uh, why they were coming. And they said Joe Biden invited them. Joe Biden told them to come. This is votes. Because now, you know, uh, these non-whites, that uh, they're going to try to have voting. Now, this is just uh, municipalities now that I'm talking about. But how long do you think it'll be state and uh, 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 other votes uh, as such? Uh, presidential elections. Uh, this needs to come to a stop. This is why America's in the trouble that it's in. We have too many uh, non-whites in our government making laws for white Christian people, and this is why we have so much turmoil uh, in America. Uh, it continues here. When you look at these policy proposals, the situation at the southern border starts to make more sense. Democrats seem to be trying to outnumber the people who would vote against them. Exactly. exactly. Just what I said. White replacement is a code word for white genocide. Uh, the Federalist reports uh, Rhode Island bill would open elections to illegal aliens and Democrats' latest push for non-citizen voting. Democrats in the Rhode Island General Assembly have introduced legislation that, if passed, would grant local localities the ability to give non-white U.S. citizens the right to vote in municipal elections. So, wait a minute. Uh, okay, non-U.S. citizens uh, the right to vote. The measure marks the latest attempt by leftists to give foreigners, and in this case, even illegal immigrants, the opportunity to influence the U.S. electoral process. Under the new bill, H. 5461, cities and towns would be permitted to allow all residents of the municipality to vote in municipal elections for municipal office holders, regardless of the immigration status of the residents. Do you realize how uh, far out the idea of that is? Uh, you know, if you saw this in another country happening, you would say that country is headed for a downfall. Uh, you know, uh, uh, they're trying to kill off the uh, citizens and, and replace them with non-whites. And this, this is what it is. This is white genocide. This is a step towards uh, white genocide. You know, if they're allowing these people to vote, they're coming here uh, having kids, uh, multiple children, because they get more uh, welfare that way. And pretty soon, this multiplication, uh, just like rabbits, just like rabbits, they're going to overtake this country is what's going to happen if everybody still keeps, you know, sitting around, uh, uh, you know, just bitching about how America and the, the turns that America is taking, you know, just cry about it. And uh, I don't want to lift a hand to do anything. 
Uh, this is uh, uh, why this is uh, happening. The major also stipulates that the locality's board of canvassers is required to coordinate with Rhode Island Secretary of State and Board of Elections to develop the forms and instructions to implement the provisions of the new law, as well as any rules and regulations necessary to ensure that any ballot for municipal office holders only is kept separate and apart from ballots distributed to citizen voters and counted separately for transmission to the Board of Elections. The legisla uh, legislation does not specify uh, what constitutes proof of residency. Uh, so they, they get, it, it ain't hard for these illegals uh, to get that either. Uh, there some places uh, uh, these illegals they're granted a, a driver's license. Uh, so there's their proof of residency, but they're illegal aliens. They're invaders. They don't belong here. Uh, I saw, and this is the honest to God's truth, I saw an article uh, maybe two or three months ago that these illegal aliens, it was either in New Jersey or New York, they could use an arrest a warrant, an arrest a warrant for uh, ID. Yeah, that's right. Imagine going into, uh, uh, these people could go into the uh, liquor store or to buy cigarettes and show them a warrant for their arrest, and that was valid ID. <laughs> As a white person, imagine having a warrant out for your arrest about the first place that you would go to and show that warrant to somebody. Guess what? Uh, your ass is going to the clink. But the, these people uh, uh, can use that. And I'm sure most of them probably had <coughs> multiple warrants to use, you know, like a wallet full of credit cards. Uh, they have a wallet full of uh, ID cards, uh, only theirs is uh, warrants for their arrest. Uh, Democratic state representative Enrique Sanchez of Providence is sponsoring a bill that would allow residents of Rhode Island who aren't citizens of the United States but who have a license or a taxpayer identification number to vote in their local city or town. Uh, you know, not only uh, the Democrats coming up with this, uh, but here, State Representative Enrico, Enrique, or whatever it is, Sanchez, uh, see why non-whites don't belong in our country? They look out for their own, which is natural. Uh, it, that's a natural process. Uh, you are going to look out for your own people. Well, this is a white Christian country, and we need a white Christian government to look out for white Christian citizens, not these scumbags coming over here. And uh, this is uh, crazy, crazy. Allowed to vote. Uh, let's see what else we have here. I may have to cut this, uh, this evening's uh, show a little bit, because uh, like I said, I'm not uh, feeling uh, very well. Uh, okay, let's see what this is all about. Uh, this comes from the new source, American Spectator. The headline is, Let's just say it. Transgenderism is a mental illness. Well, we'll see what this uh, story gets into because it most definitely is a men mental illness. And I believe up until 1973 in the United States, homosexuality was considered a mental illness. Uh, you know, uh, and it makes sense. You don't have to say uh, or make up a great big uh, uh reason why it is a mental illness. Listen, God created male and female. So if you are either or, and you desire to have sex with your own sex, that qualifies for a mental illness. It most definitely does. Uh, that is uh, 
not only against God's laws, it's against nature's laws. Uh, you don't see animals out in the woods uh, in homosexual uh, copulation. Uh, you, you don't see a... Uh, 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 let me think here or something. You don't see a bull, okay, trying to impregnate a horse. It's unnatural. And if you saw something like that taking place, you would say, oh my God, what, what the hell is wrong with those animals? But yet here in America well, and other uh, countries throughout the world, we're supposed to look at this stuff and think it's okay. You know, think it's normal. Uh, it is not. Uh, the article here, it isn't a civil rights cause. It isn't a new form of free expression. It isn't a natural societal evolution. It's insanity. And facilitating it, as in the case of the supposed medical professionals, increasingly pushing it on children is evil. It most definitely is. And I've said many times, you why these uh, homosexuals target young children? Not, not one reason is because they're very, a child is very impressionable. Uh, they are very naive. Uh, but the uh, main reason, they are easily to persuade. And two men or two women can't procreate. God didn't create us that way. So these homos, they have to steal your children to claim as their own, to keep their little uh, homo village, uh, you know, full. It's plain and simple. That's what it is. Uh, why do you think God created it that two men couldn't have a baby or two women couldn't have a baby? Uh, when you see this BS about some man having a baby, this is not a man, people. This is a woman that thinks she is a man with a womb and gets pregnant. This isn't a man. This is a mentally ill woman thinking she is a male. And you have our government, mainstream media, all playing the game that somebody can say they are another sex, and I guess uh, a magic fairy dust is sprinkled on you, and automatically you are another sex. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, we're seeing this in more and more vivid detail as the transgender craze, and is a craze, make no mistake about that, broadens and touches more and more lives. It's becoming harder and harder to sustain the myth that chemical castrations and hormone baths and disfiguring surgeries lead to normal lives. Absolutely, these, these uh, doctors... Uh, and including the parents that would let their child be sexually mutilated by giving them hormones of the opposite sex, sexually mutilating their genitals, the doctor, the parents, and anybody involved with that should be in prison. That should actually be a capital offense crime. It is child abuse. Uh, more and more, we know that they don't, not that we didn't know already. What we know is that post-op transsexuals have staggeringly high suicide rates, over-the-top suicide rates. A 2020 study indicated that some 82% of transgender individuals thought about suicide and 40% actually attempted it. And that's for people who've done the work. Why doesn't gender-affirming medical care help? Because lopping off body parts doesn't address the problem, which is in the mind and the soul. Absolutely. This idea of uh, homosexuality, and that's what this transgender stuff is. It's homosexuality. Uh, we used to call them, uh, in my uh, heyday, transvestites. Now they're called transgender people. This is supposed to sugarcoat um, oh, dressing as the opposite sex and walking outside. We're all to bow down and believe 
that this person is another sex. This is crazy. What's crazier, though, is our government and social media pushing this. Uh, doctors willing to do this. My God, uh, where does it end? Are there any morals left in America? Uh, Dr. Paul McHugh, the University Distinguished Service Professor of Psychiatry at the Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, described why. McHugh said, transgendered men do not become women, nor do transgendered women become men. All, including Bruce Jenner, become feminized men or masculinized women, counterfeits or imposters of the sex with which they identify. And that lies their problematic figure, future. Uh, you can't go from a man to a woman just by getting a boob job and chopping off your testicles. You might be able to present as one, but your chromosomes won't change. And because of that, you're going to be a medical patient your entire life as you fight your own biology. And, ultimate, and ultimately, you will lose. If your body is exhumed and examined many years after your death, archaeologists will see your biological sex in your remains, not the gender by which you identify. Encouraging people to live a lie is not kind. It's not the road to health and happiness. Transgenderism used to be called something known as gender identity dysphoria a mental condition. The condition didn't change. The politics did. The left was looking for something new it could use as a cultural aggression and transgender mental illness fit the bill. It was suitably shocking and grotesque. Its protagonists were suitably transgressive. And it promised suitable expense and profiteering for a good long run. Yes, sir, these doctors making this uh, money to sexually mutilate a child. My God. Uh, sit and think about that. How could a parent take a child to a doctor that would be willing to sexually mutilate them? Uh, you know, that's just the case where the parent's mentally ill, too. Now, uh, mental illness, I don't know. Maybe it follows uh, uh, family genes. I don't know. But most definitely, well, you know, actually, these children, they're not mentally ill. It's the parents and the uh, homo story hours, uh, our government and the press, telling these children <coughs> that they can change Texas. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, I can't imagine. Th this wouldn't have flew when I went to school. Absolutely not. You know, uh, you'd have been kicked out of school forever. Uh, you know, they, if if they uh, say a, a little boy, when I went to school, if they ever went to school and told a teacher uh, that they think they want to be a little girl, you know, there would have been a phone call to the parents asking, just what in the hell are you doing to this child? But in today's times, uh, so many parents are uh, okay with it. If you're okay with this, you don't deserve children. You should not have children. And if you do, they should be taken from you. Uh, back to the article here over the weekend. I had a column about Matt Walsh's testimony in front of a Tennessee General Assembly committee hearing on a bill that would ban transgender-affirming medical care for children. In that piece, I had a link and an excerpt from a harrowing first-person story by Jamie Reed, a caseworker at Washington University in St. Louis Gender Clinic. She's as culturally and politically left as it's possible to be. But after seeing the abject quackery, passing itself off as a health care in the clinic, she had no choice but to blow the whistle on the entire industry. And it is an industry. Our corrupted medical profession 
has recognized that turning children into transsexual, Dr. Mingle experiments, holds the potential for vast profits over the course of a lifetime. The never-ending battle against one's own biology necessitates endless consultations, prescriptions, and procedures. Video, video Walsh uncovered from Vanderbilt University's launch of its own gender of affirmation division outreach outlined as much. And, you know, this is for big pharma. All this is is money. They don't care about these children. Get real. How could you say you care about children's lives if you're willing to sexually mutilate them, uh, give them hormones, and warp the minds of the children? This is mentally ill people making children mentally ill. <coughs> the kids aren't. The kids are, but being, uh, uh, how do you want to say, naive uh, to things. You know, a, a child expects an adult to give a right answer and protect them. And here, this this gets taken advantage of uh, in a very bad way. Uh, and what's just beginning to happen here is well underway across the pond. In the UK, they're shutting down the Travistock Center, which was the country's designated transgender house of horrors for kids, after countless tales of pushing confused children into a life of nonstop medical and mental problems. A new book reveals how Dr. Matt Bristow, who worked at the Travistock Clinic's Gender Identity Development Services for five years, raised concerns that boys and girls who said they wanted to change sex might simply be gay. No kidding. No kidding. I have said that. Anybody that listens to the show on a regular basis knows exactly how I feel about that. I said the alphabet soup, it doesn't matter uh, what letter you pick in the LGBTQP plus soup of letters. It all boils down to, you're a homosexual. Uh, I think what it is, these uh, homosexuals, they know that God hates homosexuals. They know what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. And this is just how mentally ill and or stupid they are. They think by calling it something else, God doesn't know. <laughs> these people are in for a very rude awakening. Uh, it continues here, he warned gay children were pushed down another path towards transitioning and that there was a reluctance from the kids' leadership to engage properly with sexuality. The doctor claimed that many heterosexual members of staff <coughs> just didn't realize that many gender non-conforming behaviors applied just as much to children who grew up to be gay, lesbian, or bisexual, as to children who would grow up to be trans. Uh, excuse me, I had to get a, a drink of my coffee there. Uh, examples include things like cross-dressing, feeling different, not necessarily fitting in with other children of their own sex, or having friends predominantly of the opposite sex, he said. Staff at the center even joked there would be no gay people left at the rate Gids was going, as it was claimed. Dr. Bristow, who was openly gay when he joined the service, said when he raised concerns, it was a suggestion to himself that homosexual staff weren't professionally distant enough. Gids denied this claim. It's about time gay people began distancing themselves from the transgender movement. Transgenderism destroys the gay argument. You know, gay people who say they were born this way. And while that's been difficult to prove biologically, it, it at least makes some sense. But transgender people were certainly not born this way except for a very tiny portion of the population suffering from essentially genetic mutations, 
people are born either male or female, and transgenderism is a conscious choice to repugnate nature. It isn't even driven by sexual desire. It's driven by self-hatred. It's driven by mental illness. That's why none of the therapeutic corruption of the medical establishment has thus far been able to reduce the suicide rate. But in this horrific age when speaking the truth is so often controversial and forbidden, simply reporting the facts is a revolutionary act. Things have gone so sideways that the New York Times, which has a, has a near 100-year-old record of printing convenient lies, going all the way back to the cover-up of the Holomador by its Pulitzer Prize-winning Moscow correspondent Walter Durante, is now under fire from its own employees for publishing material questioning the propriety of transgender in industry. An open letter from more than 200 of the paper's contributors to Philip B. Corbett, associate managing editors for Standards, expresses outrage at the bias against transgenderism in reporting on the issue. From the letter, for example, Emily Bazelon's article, The Battle Over, Trans Over Gen Gender Therapy, uncritically used the term patient zero to refer to a trans child seeking gender-affirming care, a phrase that vilifies transness as a disease to be feared. Balazon quoted multiple export, expert sources who have since expressed regret over their work's misrepresentation. Another source, Grace Olinsky-Smith, was identified as an individual person speaking about a personal choice to detransition, rather than the president of the GCCAN an activist organization that pushes junk science and partners with explicitly anti-trans hate groups. In a similar case, Katie Baker's recent feature, When Students Change Gender Identity and Parents Don't Know, misframed the battle over children's rights to safely transition. The piece to make that clear that court cases brought by parents who want schools to out their trans children as part of a legal strategy pursued by anti-trans hate groups. These groups have identified trans people as an existential threat to society and seek to replace the American public education system. With Christian homeschooling key, context Baker did not provide to Times readers. A natural designation of poor editorial judgment is the court of law, Last year, Arkansas Attorney General filmed an activist brief in defense of Alabama's Vulnerable Child Compassion and Protection Act, Act, which would make it a felony punishable by up to 10 years imprisonment for any medical provider to administer certain gender-reforming medical care to a minor, including puberty bloggers, that diverges from their sex assigned at birth. The brief cited three different New York Times articles to justify its support of the law. Uh, Baselton's The Battle Over the Gender Therapy, Azen Gorlushi, Doctors Debate Whether Trans Teens Need Therapy Before Hormones, and Ross Dulat's How to Make Sense of the New LGBTQ Culture War, as recently as February 8, 2023, Attorney David Bigsley invited testimony to the Nebraska State Legislature in support of a similar bill, cited the Times reporting and relied on its reputation as of the proper paper of record to justify criminalizing gender-affirming care. Uh, Dufat's piece was published in the opinion section, which lost one of the paper's most consistently published trans writers, Jennifer Finney Boylan, growing the Times' recent decision to renew her contract. Our thinkers, as thinkers, we are disappointed to see the New York Times follow the lead 
of far-right hate groups and preventing gender diversity as a new controversial warrant, warranting new punitive damage. Puberty blockers, hormone, hormone replacement, therapy, and gender-affirming sur surgeries have been standard forms of care for cis and trans people alike for decades. Legal challenges to gender nonconformity date back to even further, with 34 cities and 21 states passing laws against cross-dressing between 1848 and 1900, usually enforced alongside so-called prohibitions against public indecency that disproportionately targeted immigrants, people of color, sex workers, and other marginalized groups. Such punishments are documented as far back as 1394, when police in England detained Eleanor Reitner with suspicion of the crime of sodomy, exposing her after an interrogation as John. This is not a, this is not a cultural emergency. These same 200 will no doubt declare climate change is an emergency, but 40% of those whose lives are directly affected by climate change are not attempting suicide, or at least one assumes they aren't, as it is quite difficult to find anyone whose life is definitively impacted by an anthropogenic global warming. It might be difficult to generate a representative sample so as to measure suicide ideation and action. The screeching at the Times, which is as friendly a legacy media outlet to transgenderism and other such causes as anyone could possibly hope for, over its relatively benign coverage, is part and parcel of trans advocacy operative, operative spirit. It's all ac accusations threats, and demands. Straight men are bigots for refusing to date trans women. No one stops to notice that the demand is for a straight man to engage in a homosexual relationship with another man. That point isn't even allowed to be made. Instead, fun fundamental dissociance is dismissed as bigotry. This, there, that's saying uh, just what I said earlier uh, in this article. You know, uh, you are called a bigot, uh, transphobe, uh, all kinds of things for following God's law or natural law if you're not a Christian. Uh, it's being made to make it look like we are the crazy ones, which we know better. Uh, we, we know better. Uh, you're similarly a bigot if you find it unacceptable that biological men should declare themselves women and then compete in organized sports. The Leah Thomas debacle showed how utterly dysfunctional the moment is. Here was a man swimming against women in women's events and displaying male genitalia in the locker room as he leered at women in similar states of undress. And to oppose such lunacy is to be filled with hate. The gaslighting, the screeching, the threats of violence, even against famous cultural figures like James Chappelle and J.K. Rowling. It's all insanity. These people are insane. They don't need empowerment. They don't need facilitation. They don't need bespoke pronouns. They certainly don't need to be afforded status as a civil rights cause. What they need is therapeutic mental health treatment because transgenderism is a mental illness and are the same, are making ourselves crazy, attempting to go along. Uh, that was quite the article there, and uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, with that article, I am going to uh, have to close out the show. Um, having troubles uh, breathing, uh, just because of, it's a cold, so nothing uh, to worry about. Uh, but I wanted to keep it under an hour anyhow, so I, I did that. Uh, I'll be back here again on White Pride Radio uh, Tuesday, February 21st at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, check out the new show here on White Pride Radio, uh, Behind the Wall. 
Uh, that show is one news article, one opinion, all in under 15 minutes. That airs every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday uh, at no particular uh, set time. Uh, so check that out. Uh, if you have any news articles, thoughts, ideas, uh, uh, something you want to get off of your chest, you can email that straight to the Rust Belt Klansman Show at heyrustbeltklansman at mail.com. Also, it's very simple. All are lowercase letters, heyrustbeltklansman at mail.com. You can also call into the show at area code 412-254-6226. Uh, leave a voicemail. Uh, uh, you can leave a text. You can text that number. Uh, I don't answer that number. I, I say that quite uh, often. Uh, you won't get an answer at that number, but if you have, uh, if you send articles, I certainly will thank you for those. I'll be in touch and thank you for those. Uh, if you have a question, uh, I most certainly will answer that. I read all the emails. I read all the texts, and I listen to all the voice messages. Uh, so you're not uh, ignored if you uh, contact the show. Uh, you're not ignored. Uh, we're going to close out this evening's show in prayer, as always uh, we do. Uh, let me bring this up on the screen. Okay, white brothers and sisters, please bow your heads. Father, I ask you to transform the motivations of my heart and aid me at the good, true, true goal of this life. not brought me into this life for, the, for this life alone. But ever since the beginning, you have placed the restoration as the true goal. The righteous ones who have come before all looked for the fulfillment of your promises in the day of resurrection. And I want to be counted among them. Search me out, O God, and deal with the impurity in my pursuits and the desire to preserve everything I possibly can in this life. You value life, and I adore the way you have sought to enrich our experience, but you also know that this life is merely a vapor compared to the glory you have in store. You desire me to testify of your coming grandeur through the way I give my life for others, especially my enemies. I will serve you diligently in this. Be magnified in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, great prayer there. Uh, I hate to cut uh, the show short, uh, but I did do a, a little over an hour and a half show uh, on Tuesday, so maybe that'll make up... Uh, for such a short show this evening, and I do apologize for that, but uh, it's kind of hard for me uh, to read the articles, uh, just not feeling well. So uh, I do apologize for the short show, but thank you for listening, uh, all my loyal listeners out there. Uh, if it wasn't for you, there wouldn't be a show. So uh, uh, I do thank you from the bottom of my heart. As always, from the Rust Belt Klansman, myself, Paul Brown, White Power! Hit me.